The Dr. Taz Show. The podcast, Dr. Taz. Superwoman Wellness. Here's Dr. Taz. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to this episode of Superwoman Wellness, where you know that we are determined to bring you back to your superwoman self. Joining me today is a fellow Georgian. So excited to have her on the show. We have people from all over the world, but to have someone from right here at home is a pleasure and an absolute treat. Dr. Anna Kabeka is an internationally acclaimed menopause and sexual health expert, a global speaker, and pioneering promoter of the women's health and she is lovingly known as the Girlfriend Doctor. She is the Emory University trained and triple board certified in gynecology and obstetrics, integrative medicine, and anti-aging and regenerative medicine, and is the author of the best-selling book, The Hormone Fix, a diet and holistic lifestyle program for menopausal women, and new release, Keto Green 16, can't wait to hear about this, designed for improving energy, hormones, and rapid weight loss. She's reached hundreds of thousands of women around the globe, inspiring them to reclaim their optimal health and realize that they can journey to menopause and find more pleasure in their lives. Welcome to the show, Dr. Anna. Oh, thanks for having me, Dr. Taz. Great to be here with you. Well, it's a pleasure. I've seen some of your work as I have uh, gone along my journey and I've always wanted to connect. So to me, this is an incredible opportunity. Talk to us a little bit. We've all had our winding journeys into these fields of integrative and functional medicine. Talk to us a little bit about what landed you here, and then we'll jump into what seems to be near and dear to your heart is journeying through menopause and making that just as successful and happy as the other chapters of our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, definitely a personal journey. I trained at Emory University, like you said, in that in there in Atlanta. And I thought I knew it all when I came to St. Simons Island, Georgia, and actually McIntosh County, because I had National Health Service Corps scholarship. Oh, wow. But I quickly learned that I have to be, I had to be creative and um, ingenious in so many ways in, in creatively helping clients um, avoid medicines and surgeries. But then my own journey took a turn when I was 39. And after a tragic accident, I was diagnosed as infertile and with early menopause. And I was Mm. told I would never be able to have another child. And that was devastating news to my family, as you can imagine. And as a OBGYN, there I was, you know, trained with the best of the best. And my doctor's bag was empty. I didn't have a solution. I'd failed the highest doses of injectable fertility meds and no ovarian response. And so that actually led me on a sabbatical from my practice for a year. And another Georgian, Dr. Deborah Shepard, came Mm -hmm. and took over my practice. And I traveled around the world with my kids, homeschooled those, uh, the two of the kids, my kids at the time. And we just, I learned from indigenous healers and some of the world's leading scientists. And uh, it was, it was amazing that that entire journey was amazing. And just the fact that I actually homeschooled my kids. I that was know. <laughs> And I said I would I never do it again. Listen to that with a straight face. I'm like, you know, all our children are home right now. Mine are uh, 11 and 12 and they're, they're here. And just a little bit of trying to intervene and supervise and direct is not going that great. I've got to be no. honest. So I don't know how the ones are doing it that have like little ones at home and they're trying to get them to follow through. But anyhow, yeah, I can imagine that must have been a journey. Yeah, exactly. And so, but I totally um, empathize with teachers at this time. Oh my gosh, I'm so grateful. Yeah. 
um, for all the teachers. So that journey though, that journey that I took and the discovery process and learning more of the earth's healing foods and just ways and practices, I, I reversed my early menopause, Dr. Taz. So that wow, was I love amazing. Cause we don't talk about that, right? Mm-hmm. In medicine, we're like, okay, you're menopausal, early menopausal, you're fertile, yeah. you're done, right? Yeah. What's our next intervention? And, um, and so it, I, I did reverse my early menopause. And then at age 41, I conceived and delivered a healthy baby girl. Her oh name's Ava Marie. Yes. So, so now again, homeschooling a 12 year old. She's, a, she's doing more homeschooling herself. Oh, but wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's happening so, here. Trust me. That's exactly yeah. what's happening here. It's like, it's a free for all. So. <laughs> <laughs> good company. Good company. So that really brought another perspective into my medical practice in in this area of Georgia, just adding more functional medicine. I'd already started studying functional medicine and, you know, more into the biogenical hormones and using food as medicine and lifestyle practices, because I realized with all the talents that we are given in in medicine and gynecology and obstetrics, all the the surgeries, life-saving surgeries and improvements that we can make in a person's lives, 90% of the power to heal our own bodies is in our in our patient's own hands, right? Yes. And we give them that power. Yeah. And I only say, I say 90% because I want 10% for me, you know? <laughs> right, absolutely. <laughs> like 99.9%. Yeah, a little, give me a little. Yeah. Give me something. Yeah. Uh, and, and so that was, that was really part of my evolution and then reversing that early menopause, but then experiencing another downward cycle from persistent PTSD, some trauma, Hurricane Matthew, remember mm, in the South? Yes. Uh, yep. House destroyed, five moves and that like PTSD flared up and I was just spiraling down again. And so that's where, not just was I spiraling down, but I was experiencing the same thing. Our patients come in and they say, Dr. Hannah, I'm gaining 5, 10, 20 pounds and I'm not doing anything different, right? Mm -hmm. We hear that all the time. (laughs) And we're like, yeah, sure, right? Mm -hmm. No, but absolutely. So humbly that happened to me. And that's where I developed my keto green approach and and what I'm so passionate about because it gave me not just back a slimmer figure, but clarity and peace, the peace that, you know, surpasses all understanding to gain that groundedness, despite nothing in my external circumstances had changed. I was still, you know, a single mom with, at that point, teenagers and Mm -hmm. a young one in school and none of that changed, but being able to be centered, calm, empowering physiology and hormone balance through nutrition and lifestyle factors, that, that was so empowering. And that's why I'm like shouting from the rooftop, rooftops, you can do it. You can do this. This is a good stage of life to be in. I think that's <laughs> Even such, if you are homeschooling. such an, I know it's such an important message though, because I think so many, here's my, the classic line that throws me over the edge in the room silently. I never show it, but it's, uh, Dr. Taz, I'm just getting old. I'm just old. It's just not possible. I'm old. And I'm like, no, you no. can't say that. You know, so I think so many people out there make assumptions about how they feel, how they look, how they think, you know, how they move based on the fact that they're a certain number and blindly accept that this is the way things are going to be. There's no other option. And you don't have to go into all the detail, but in a nutshell, what turned it around for you? If you could name like the top three things. I know I have my own story. Mine started very early. Mine was in my 20s through residency and all of that where I started to go downhill. But, um, you know, for you, what turned you around and what changed the course of, of, of where you are today? 
Yeah, I think that big recognition was what was under happening to my hormones, this whole concept of how stress, stress for PTSD under the surface was continuing to pull away at my peace. And that I talk about the cortisol oxytocin connection, disconnect, that feeling of being disconnected when, wait, this wasn't supposed to happen this way. I wasn't supposed to, you know, lose my, you know, get burnt out at a practice I love, you know, lose my marriage, divorce, the physiology of divorce, burnouts, this disconnect that we're Mm -hmm. experiencing. For me, the aha moment was really when I started, it started what I, what I say is just shifting so that I empowered my physiology, this keto green shift or keto alkaline shift. This, what I recognized is in this transition, especially in this perimenopause time period, that we're experiencing this flux of hormones that are major hormones, insulin, cortisol, and oxytocin really are governing our body's physiology and affecting our estrogen, testosterone, and progesterone, right? And so that shift, that experience, getting keto green, getting into the shifting my physiology through this lifestyle and nutrition practice that I started discovering and getting that clarity and feeling that awakening, that awe, that energized, you know, I call it energized enlightenment, just getting that clarity, that was the shift for me, that just feeling it. Feeling and so it. it sounds like it's, again, with a lot of what we all talk about, but that food hormone connection mm-hmm. that ultimately pushed you forward and brought you to your power. And I talk about that a lot, too. I want people to stand in their power. And there's so many elements to power, but our chemistry and our physiology is one facet of that. And that kind of drives a lot of what we're going to decide and not decide to do. So you've mentioned it a couple of times, but paint the hormonal picture of menopause for our listeners. We have women and maybe a few men listening of all different ages, and some of them may not be familiar with what's happening in perimenopause and menopause. Maybe paint that picture for a second and talk a little bit about oxytocin and its relationship to insulin and cortisol, because that's something I think that doesn't get enough play. And I think it would be helpful for everybody out there listening, no matter where you are, to understand how those pieces fit together. Yeah, this is a great point. I I love talking about the hormone shifts because, you know, we, and and just to make a point, when we go through puberty, that's not a process or a disease problem. It's a, it's a process, a transition, a way of life. The same as when we're going through menopause, right? It's not a, you know, diagnosed. It's not a disease. It's a process, a transition for another way of life. And so during this transition into menopause, there's a decade plus, two maybe two decades of this transition of our hormones. So in our, in our uh, mid to late thirties, we peak our progesterone, our progesterone levels start to shift. They start to decline and progesterone is needed for that you know, oh so powerful cortisol production, as well as DHEA and estrogen and testosterone down the line. So it is the mother hormone of our body, progest, like pro-life. Progestation is the hormone of pregnancy, but it's a hormone that is so essential for our brain, mm-hmm. for our bones for healthy breast and in our fascia, that aching, that feeling like I'm feeling old, which makes people say I am old, is often experiencing this decline made so much more severe during periods of stress. Yes. Symptomatically, when we're out of balance during this time, it's it's all those GYN complaints, the irregular bleeding, yeah. heavier than normal bleeding, breakthrough 
you know, breakthrough bleeding and ovarian cysts are worsening endometriosis, worsening PMS Mm -hmm. and the difficulty sleeping, anxiety, depression. Those are neurologic symptoms. So there's a neurologic component, not just a gynecologic component, gynecologic component. We've got that. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's this neurologic component as well. So I call this a period of neuroendocrine vulnerability, this time period when our hormones are shifting, progesterone's declining through menopause. And and with that decline of progesterone, there's a decline steady decline of testosterone, estrogen kind of varies and and um, they kind of hit their baseline level post-menopause, but it's this shift and happening at the same time because of this neuroendocrine window, which is so powerful because we know our, our reproductive hormones also interact, correspond with, help produce our neurotransmitters, right. serotonin, dopamine, and GABA. And so during this during this shift, also the, those you know those symptoms are just kind of uh, you know can be very destructive for some, and others can feel relatively asymptomatic, which is so nice. But it's always really critical to know that no matter how you're feeling, we can feel better. So oh my gosh! So for everyone listening, she just summed up about a year's worth of endocrine and hormone metabolism in about what was that four minutes? That was pretty. Impressive. <laughs> that was pretty impressive. Uh, talk to us about oxytocin. Where does oxytocin play into this? I don't think many people. And you're really, as I do, you're really nailing progesterone as kind of the the mothership, so to speak, the the central commander of all of this. Where does oxytocin fit into that? Yeah. So I think oxytocin is the you know overarching. It is the king queen hormone. It is the most important hormone in our body. And it is that hormone of love, bonding, connection. We produce it in abundance in childbirth. That's why we give as obstetricians IV pitocin, which is oxytocin, and um, to help further on labor. And that gives us that feeling of holding. If we've had a baby, we hold this child and we're like, oh my gosh, this is the most amazing creature in our life. doesn't matter. They look like ET and caused me hours of pain, right? You totally forget that. Right. <laughs> but analgesic effect of, as well of oxytocin, but that strong bonding as well as orgasm and laughter. So oxytocin plays in as this master of, of hormones. I like to think of it, if you think of a, a school, you think of um, all the students as many of the hormones in our body. Each one is individual and has their own roles, but they, they function together. And then I think of the teachers as like cortisol mm-hmm. and insulin major players guiding these other hormones, but the principle of the school is oxytocin, really overarching, directing, you know, and responding to the interaction. But in times of stress, like we've been under, the times of stress when cortisol is up, oxytocin is pulled down. And um, and when cortisol is up for too long, our area in our brain like says, okay, you're frying me out. So it shuts down cortisol production. And you get into this dangerous state of burnout where there is um, that feeling of disconnect, that feeling of I no longer feel love, I don't mm-hmm. feel joy, I don't feel happy. We've heard it thousands of times time. from our yeah. patients, right? And that is a physiologic response to stress. And that's why we have to master oxytocin. Do you supplement or give oxytocin to patients? 
I have certainly, especially in clients with trauma. I initially started with sexual health and eh, mixed results. Right. But um, definitely as I started to see at Emory, we have a saying, the eyes don't see what the mind don't know. Mm-hmm. And when I started to see it in myself, how I understood, how did this happen? How did I feel this way when you know, our full intentions were to maintain our marriage, to retire right. my medical practice when I'm right. 80, right? Right. So how did all this happen? So when I started to dig into the physiology, that's when I recognized and I saw it everywhere. People with adverse childhood experiences, people with PTSD, when they come in and they have this anhedonia, right? This a lack of joy. And I start, well, when did you have trauma or what stress are you under? What's going on? You know, maybe chronic everyday stress or a post-traumatic stress can cause this. And this is where the most powerful thing is to, you know, master oxytocin. That's why gratitude journaling, positive thinking, getting out in nature, doing things you love, having fun, laughter, funny movies, playtime activities, you know, all those things, massage, facial sex, all of those things increase oxytocin naturally. Having a pet, Mm -hmm. great, great way to increase oxytocin. But occasionally for the right client, especially some of my female physician docs leaving right now the ER and heading home and feeling so burnt out. You know, here is a, a, I would use a trochee of oxytocin to just kind of help you. And and it's perfect for a temporary fix, but not for long-term because we never want to suppress what our brain's producing. So as a postal use, as a PRN use, had some really good success with it that way in both men and women. Fascinating. So this hormone cycle for all of us, it's, I think people don't realize, both men and women don't realize how powerful it is in directing how we feel and how we think and even some of the decisions we make. And would you attribute some of this to a lot of the divorces that you see and a lot of the, you know, rash decision making that may happen at a certain age in both genders? Do you feel like this physiology shift might be partly responsible because this is a common time period for couples. And I'm wondering how it's going in quarantine right now with so many people together and locked down. It may be working to their benefit, quite honestly. But, you know, do you feel like that's a factor with a lot of relationships that start to to wear away? Absolutely. Absolutely. When we're burned out, and I always tell clients when they come in and they're burned out and they want to make these major life decisions, whether it's divorce or whether it's, um, you know, leaving your job, quitting. And I'm like, never make a major decision when your physiology is like this. Never make a major decision when your physiology is burned out. Do all the self-care first. So critical to do all this healthy self-care first. And that that will make a difference in your, you know, that just will shift things. I do believe in the physiology of divorce that this low cortisol, low oxytocin is something that we will see. And so opening people's eyes to it to recognize that we can heal once we heal the physiology and continue to practice it, practice the disciplines that we know really work that empower us, like to master oxytocin, to put oxytocin in the driver's seat, then that physiology will, you know, that will improve. And then we can appreciate, relish and joy, maybe reunite and reignite a relationship that was on the verge of, of breaking. So in the process of correcting our physiology and trying to get us back on track as we are having all the shifting and changing, you discovered the keto green approach. So tell us a little bit about that and how, how that made a difference in your life and what it could mean for somebody out there listening today. 
Yes. Well, I mean, it just made a tremendous difference in my life. So as I had felt this experience of cycling down and that weight gain coming back up and just shifting to this very restricted low-carb lifestyle, higher fat, more of keto eating, I experienced not so much keto flu, but keto crazy. I just was more irritable on that. You can't do that with teenagers in the house, you know, for sure. No, it doesn't work. <laughs> no. And, and that made me, you know, look and say, why? And that took me into my functional medicine roots. And I just started checking my urine pH and I was as acidic as the urine pH paper would read. Mm. Now, at this point, I'm a single mom taking care of, you know, a girl in high school, a daughter in middle school and a first grader, right? Oh, it was wow. crazy yeah. transition time for them and me. And I'd been, you know, the everything that could be going wrong was going wrong at that time in my life. I, but I didn't understand that cortisol oxytocin was really, uh, you know, PTSD was rear, rearing its ugly head at that time as well, as well, mm. the perfect storm of um, the hormonal shift, the progesterone and our reproductive hormones decreasing, insulin and cortisol increasing, and that how everyday stress was really affecting me. But in my urine pH, there it was. I was as acidic and we know high levels of cortisol will make your urine pH more acidic, which puts us at more risk for all the inflammatory conditions, osteoporosis, cancer, diabetes, high blood pressure, name it, right? And the opposite is true, shifting to more alkaline pH. So for me, that was an uh, aha moment. That was an eye-opening moment. I just started adding in the alkalinizers. I started adding the dark leafy greens, the Swiss chard, good Southern collards, and um, and beet greens, another big favorite of mine. Mm. So nutrient-dense micronutrient-dense, fiber-rich, and very alkalinizing. And then other things like going out for a walk on the beach. And I could tell that oh, I was just more alkaline all day. And combining that with ketosis at the same time and testing, you know, urine test strips, mm -hmm. just checking for ketones, checking for pH, getting that combination of alkalinity and ketosis at the same time, it was like a cloud had lifted, the sky had opened, there were trumpets of angels, you know? And the, <laughs> Love it, was, it. It was so amazing. And I'd gone from like spiraling down to being able to, you know, like lose the weight, feel better, get clearer. Nothing in my external circumstances had changed, but yet it, I had peace. Mm. And from there, it was like, you know, I, better relationships with my daughters, better decision-making. I kept getting clearer and clearer and you know how you trust your intuition oh, more yes. and more. And from there produced, you know, created additional products, programs, create, you know, wrote two books. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the big shift that it can make because we, we like, you know, remove the ceiling of our limitations and we can rise through it because we've enhanced our physiology in a way that is you know, it makes sense. And we have proof of the pudding. We can test and discover, and this is a, such a key point, we can discover what's working for us and what's not. And just those little realities, like what's making me more acidic or what's bumping me out of ketosis and, right. you know, and, and the list goes on from mental thoughts to activities, to toxic relationships, all of those things affect our physiology. You know, early in my practice, um, I've, you know, met all kinds of people as I'm sure you have as well. And, you know, I remember being a little 
confused and astounded by one woman who came in. She was an intuitive and she was just a character, total character, like hair and like earrings and just, just larger than life character. And she walks in maybe six weeks after I'd seen her and put her on some stuff or whatever. And she's like, Dr. Des, the intuition's going crazy. I can't stop the thoughts. It's coming in one after another. What did you do to me? (laughs) And so her point being that she had this intuitive gift. And it had been blocked and it had simply been blocked because she wasn't taking care of herself. She wasn't providing herself with the right tools for her. And, you know, she wasn't able to express herself appropriately. So the connection between physiology and chemistry and your power and your intuitive and create creative power is such something that I really want everyone to sink their teeth in and understand. But one thing, and I know you have to go in just a few minutes, but how do you align keto which people think is meat and dairy and fat with greens. To me, those yeah. two things don't go together. So help <laughs> right. us in that. And, and there is so much confusion about keto. We hear keto everywhere, but there's healthy ways to do keto and there's unhealthy ways. So I will say there's keto dirty and there's keto clean, which is keto green. And so in my plan, I really do. There's an omnivore plan in keto green 16. There's also a vegan vegetarian plan for those who choose in as well. It's harder because, you know, a vegan and vegetarian diets are so high in carb, but between the lifestyle interaction and the combination of foods that I've put together, we're getting fat fabulous results in in both plans, but intermittent fasting, no more snacking, working to get that 16 hours between dinner and and breakfast, all of that increases our body's ability to get into ketosis and, and adding in healthy fats, avocado, olive oil, coconut oil, you know, salmon, oysters. I mean, Mm -hmm. good Southern oysters, right? You know, all these really good, healthy foods that are beneficial, but the greens are important. We know for the support of our gut, our gut microbiome and estrobolome, right? For healthy estrogen detoxification, we need a good diversity of greens and fiber to help us, you know, support our first line of defense, our bacteria within our gut to, to nourish that and create that microbial diversity that we know improves our immune system. So I think that's just really important. The combination is easy and I don't want to, I don't make it hard because I remember when I I can't count calories, macros and everything, we give those tools like a keto macro calculator being keto green, but I want people to visualize it's as simple as making a keto green smoothie a day and and adding a think of your plate, 75% of it with dark leafy greens, stir fried or, or raw, if you can tolerate them. And, you know, a, a variety of healthy cruciferous vegetables like broccoli, cauliflower, asparagus, cabbage. I mean, who doesn't love some cabbage, mm-hmm. Matt, ca- or cauliflower? All my favorites. You know, oh <laughs> yeah. my gosh, yeah. All those good things. And then palm size piece of meat typically. Um whatever protein source you're doing, healthy, fatty, grass-fed, wild-caught, you know, that is nourishing. A little bit goes a long way, but uh, we need enough. We need more, we probably need as much, if not more protein as we're older, yeah. as we are when we're younger to help with aging. And often we, we restrict too much in this area. And then to be liberal with the fats, the olive oil, the nuts, the seeds, and we're, and, you know, avocado, that perfect fruit, you know, gaining the, this variety. And that is a keto green plate. Easy, not a lot of time to prep. And yeah, just the, you're balancing your life and adding some, you know, 
um, fermented vegetables, a little bit of sauerkraut, a little bit of kimchi to help again with digestion of our food. So principles and practice all kind of built in to not just the food we eat, but the way we eat, the thoughts we have, who we're, you know, I mean, all the lifestyle factors that are involved there. (laughs) Amazing. I mean, that's something that it's a book that even I would like to take a look at and see if it would help some of my patients. Where can people find the book? When did it hit the shelves? And tell us a little bit more about it. Yeah, so Keto Green 16 is out May 5th, Ooh, May okay. 5th. Yeah. And um, there's we have a whole list of where you can find it at dranna.com. So D-R-A-N-N-A.com. There's a book order page and a bunch of book bonuses that we have uh, ahead of time while you're waiting for the book, including feast recipes. I made the chocolate mousse for Easter Sunday Yum. and it was delicious. All my recipes are dairy-free, gluten-free, and grain-free except for some of the vegan recipes, but pretty much they're all grain-free and um, and because I'm dairy-free. So I'm just, okay, 16 days, we can do it. <laughs> yeah, <absolutely. laughs> We do this together. Mm-hmm. I love it. Well, thank you so much for taking time out today to educate us about hormones and even the Keto Green book, which guys, by the way, is coming out in May. So make sure you look out for that. Check out Dr. Anna's website as well. Any other ways to connect? Are you on Instagram or Facebook as well? What are your handles there? Yes, at Dr. Anna Quebec on Instagram. Been having fun there. And in okay. Facebook, I'm doing some daily lives, 4.30 daily lives um, on my Dr. Anna, at Dr. Anna C, so Dr. Anna Quebec page and in my Keto Green community. So that's a fun place to interact. Wonderful. Well, thanks for taking time out to join us today for everybody else. Thank you for watching this episode of Superwoman Wellness. Remember that we are now on Spotify as well. So rate and review it and share it with your friends. I'll see you guys next time.